and we are back. Well, this is uh, this is the end of the first season, guys. And um, today's episode isn't really going to be on a particular topic as much as it's going to be kind of a seasonal recap. Um, this being the first season of the first podcast I've ever recorded, I definitely changed and evolved and kind of adapted as I went along each episode by episode week to week I definitely changed and I mean when I started this podcast I really had the main intention of just losing it on people who annoyed me mainly you know bar customers and all that kind of shit and after that first episode you know, I loved what I put out. And then after recording this last episode last week, the 10th one, um, seeing how much different my, my attitude, my language, my energy, everything just was so, was so, so much different. And, uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me on this journey and on this, uh, on this path. Something that started from nothing just as an idea and uh, it changed into something that I really, really enjoy doing and something that I'm passionate about. So today's episode is going to be short. I just wanted to go over uh, the past episodes and, you know, little things that popped out or certain things that I noticed after I recorded and filmed and I've listened to them a few times. So, I mean, that first episode, the bar etiquette one, where I essentially, it was me making my fucking presence felt just blowing out of the gates like a bat out of hell cutting into people and I mean don't get me wrong there are still gonna be way more episodes with this kind of content um I've got some great stuff coming up in the second season talking about old bar stories and old sex stories and shit that goes on working in a restaurant so I'm gonna be doing an episode with my buddy Phil Faubert and we're gonna be talking about you know the inner workings and politics of, 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 of a restaurant job and all that crazy shit that a lot of you may not be aware of or that a lot of you are aware of and partake in. So it'll be entertaining for for you regardless of, of which side of the coin you're on. Um, I mean, it's fucking September now. So the sun sets at like, what is it? 7, 7.40ish right now. And the sun is pretty much set. Like it's dark. And there's still these guys that come out with fucking sunglasses. Like this, this is still a thing. Like it's wild. I was working at the bar last week and it was a bottle service. This was at like midnight and there was a guy rocking full on shades. Never took them off once. He's wearing his mask. God love him. But he didn't take his fucking shades off once. It was just Oh, God, I made the hair in the back of my neck fucking stand on end. But, I mean, so there's still people like that out there, and I will still be hauling off on people. And don't worry, I'll be hauling off on bar staff soon enough. That's one episode I can't fucking wait to do. But that bar etiquette episode, it was just so... It was such directed anger, such explosive anger and energy. I think there was probably more F-bombs in that episode than the rest of the episodes combined throughout the season. Maybe Influencers was a was a close second place. Um, now the second episode was all about influencers, like I just said. And that was my first that was my first guest host. That was Brendan. 
and we had a great time. He had a lot of experience working with radio and working with microphones and being an on-air personality and knowing how to fill dead space and all that kind of stuff. So he was really, really fun to work with and easy to work with as my first guest, just because he more or less knew what he was doing more than I did. I mean, I'll provide the fuel for the fucking fire, but you know, someone's got to be there with the stick, you know, poking, making sure that the thing doesn't go out. So that was a lot of fun. And I mean, just to talk more about fucking influencers who just, you suck. Like I've tried, I've made an effort to, to be a lot more positive because it's a lot better for you. It's a lot better for your, for your personal life, your business life, your love life, just to be a more positive person. And I mean, you really have to try not to let external factors affect you. And, but just some of these fucking people, like so pretty and so influential, but you don't have a fucking thought in your little head, do you bud? Do you bud or do you sweetheart? Either or everything in fucking between. Just the level of stupidity that comes out of a lot of these people's mouths and the amount of people that listen to them just because they're pretty or they can fucking dance on rhythm and all that bullshit drives me fucking bananas. So yeah, that was, that was an episode that really blended, um, (laughs) kind of like my anger and curbed it. He was, Brendan was there to just kind of, be able to bounce things off of and kind of cut, cut my anger, if you will, bring it, bring it back down to earth, make it palatable, make me human again. So that was, that was a really fun experience talking about that. And I mean, oh yeah, there was one, there was a girl, not going to say her name. Um, she's in her early, 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 early twenties, early twenties. She's a, she's a kid, good looking girl. And I noticed that she did that thing that I was talking about where, you know, you'll have an Instagram account for a few years and then all of a sudden you'll fucking pull down all your pictures, all your pictures, and then just put up two or three again. So you got this weird Instagram account with a few thousand followers, but like three pics and all these pictures are in the last like 10 days. And I was just like, I wonder why the fuck she, and then I saw on her story that she just got her lips blown up fuck up and I was like oh you just want to show the new you the old you looks so different that you don't want there to be any confusion or judgment so you're only showcasing the new you okay I see what you're doing ridiculous I mean whatever to each to each their own do whatever the fuck you want to do doesn't mean I gotta like it doesn't mean I gotta respect it you look like a fucking idiot sweetheart but until those suckers go down, you look like a fucking idiot. Um, the third, ah, uh, the third episode, the the hour, the first hour long episode. That episode went on forever. Dildos and dick pics with Rachel Kogan, my first female guest, and that was so much fun. I was talking to a friend about that episode today, actually. And what she loved about the episode was the fact that Rachel and I are so different in a, in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, it was, the conversation was very fluid and it was very easy to get through. Um, just because Rachel's done some radio, she's done some voice acting, she does stand up comedy. So she's, she's not shy 
first of all, in front of a microphone. And she's not a shy person by nature. So she could be herself on recording without too many issues. So our banter really, really flowed that way. But we still were very, very different. I mean, Rachel, to just give an example, Rachel, I don't know if she does yet. I've been waiting for a fucking update if she owns a sex toy or not yet, whether it be a dildo or a vibrator, because she said she's never owned one. And myself, on the other side of the spectrum, I've literally got like a European traveler's chest full of fucking ropes and plugs and flogs and wands and dildos and strap-ons and cog rings and like suction cups and handcuffs and nipple tassels and costumes. I love costumes and all that kind of shit. And they just, I like the variety and all that stuff. That's just part of my sexuality. So we were very different in that sense. And for her to just kind of hear a little bit about my world and for me to hear a little bit about what it's like to be a woman in, in the modern dating world and dating during COVID and all that kind of stuff. It was really, really interesting. I think that's why the episode went so long. It's just, we didn't realize it. Like I, I usually like to do my episodes in half an hour blocks. You'll notice usually around the half an hour mark, I'll have a fade out and then we'll come back in. That's just to give you a chance to stretch your legs or take a breath or to take in some of the shit that's coming out of my mouth. But hers, we did, we finished the second half hour block and I was like, fuck, there's a, there's a couple more things to say. So I had so much fun and that was just, that was a lot of fun, especially for my female, uh, my first female guest host. Now that being said, my favorite episode to date still is the fourth one. And that is, that was the Yo Mama episode with my sweet, sweet boy, Mr. Timothy Daniels. And I mean, it's pretty obvious to me and I think to Tim and any other mama's boy out there why it is my favorite episode. It was just, it was so pure like it was so it was so real i mean him and i were laughing and smiling the entire time and, and once again it's not to say that like i don't love my dad or like my, the the male figures in my life but my mom i just like for a mama's boy in the in the purest sense of the word we just have a relationship with our mothers that it's really hard to put into words like mom like mom's my buddy mom's my confidant like my mom knows a lot more about my sex life and my sexual history and my personal private matters than most guys from their mothers, you know, or most guys' mothers would know about their sons. And that's just because I know that I can talk to my mom about just about anything and she'll be brutally honest with me. Like she doesn't, my mom doesn't fucking care. Like I said, she doesn't have a filter. If she thinks like, John, you're being an idiot, She'll say it. She's not going to sugarcoat it. Like there's lots of times, plenty of times where I have fucked up, you know, or I will fuck up. And my mom will always call it as it is. And Tim's mom is, was, was a raw badass too. And just to hear the different types of upbringings and the punishments and the, the lifestyles we led. And it's just, I think no matter what the stories were, there was always this sense that, you know, like mom, like mom's got your back like mom's your fucking mom's your fucking soldier man like she's amazing and it was just so much fun even having those conversations and as you talk about a subject you start reliving and remembering these things that happened and just remembering 
all these amazing times with my mom. Like I remember mom and I, we went and saw Rudy at, it was, it was still called Britannia six. It's in Ottawa. It was when it was six movie theaters and there were two drive-in screens as well. I'm pretty sure. I'm not 90% sure. I know there were six theaters. It was called Britannia six. Now it's the Coliseum. It's on um, Carling Avenue in Ottawa. And we went and saw Rudy and we, because my mom is the, the frugal woman that she is, she's like, you know, we're going to, we're going to walk home after the movie. And I mean, it was probably, I don't know, like an hour walk. It wasn't anything that was crazy, but I remember when I was a kid and that walk, it was like the longest walk of my entire life. I remember, I think we needed to stop and get me a drink because I was quote unquote dying of thirst. And I know where that convenience store is that we had to stop at. And that was like 300 meters from the fucking theater. I was just not having it, but it's just, you know, like it's just those, those memories that kind of get conjured up when you start talking about something or someone that you really love. And I just, my mom, you know, we haven't had a perfect past. We've had our ups and downs. I mean, like every good relationship, but at the end of the day, you know, every time I'm speaking about my mom, like I've always got a smile on my face. And that episode was just so much fun to do. And my mom loved that episode. I'm going to try and get my mother to do an episode with me because I think you guys would fucking love listening to Mama Goche. She is absolutely legendary. So I'll try and convince her to do an episode. Maybe I'll do that when I head home uh, next week. Um, the episode after that was I had botched my scheduling. I was supposed to have a guest, but I wasn't really still fully committed to the podcast. I wasn't following up on people reaching out as guest hosts. I was like, I don't know whether I was just at a low point or whether I just wasn't feeling very productive, but it's just, that was the episode where I was just like, you know, talking about my tattoos essentially. And it was okay. It's definitely an episode that I would like to redo or um, do another version of in a later season with either a tattoo artist or another heavily tattooed person, preferably a tattooed female, just because as much as I get accosted uh, or touched inappropriately, you know, I can't compare. It can't compare to how often some tattooed women, women in general, but even more so tattooed women get gawked at or grabbed at or touched, leered at, just inappropriate comments. It's just... I'd really like a chance to do that episode again, just because it was, it was, it was good. It wasn't great. It was halfway through the season. Let's say it was the fucking low point. Um, I'm actually going to be going home like next week. Like I just briefly mentioned, I'm going to be getting some more work done. I've got to fill up my legs and I had to do my knuckles and all that kind of stuff. And one of the tattoos that I'm going to be getting, like I know I talked about, you know, all my tattoos have meanings and they all have little histories and stories behind them and all that stuff. And this is a tattoo that only, like only my brother and I will understand. And I mean, I mentioned it to him a while ago and he was like, I can't fucking believe you remember that because it's just one of those things that was just burned into my brain and over arching over my left kneecap, I'm going to have the numbers one, two, eight, zero, six. 
Now, that's not a birth date. That's not a death date. That's not a historical date of any kind. What it is, though, is a sequence of numbers that you could put in as a code for a game on the original Nintendo called World Cup Soccer. Now, this is way before you could save games or even game genies or save cartridges or any of that kind of shit. This is in the original Nintendo. So some games to record your progression, this was a particular game like that. You know, you're, you're playing World Cup Soccer and say you make it to the third game in the league and you win, but it's you got to go to bed or you can't keep playing or whatever it is. Each time you win, the loading screen for the next game would provide you with a five-digit code, a unique code. And so when you turn the game off because you can't save anything, when you start the game back up, you could go to like the select and input code screen, whatever it is, and you would put in this five-digit code and they would automatically take you and the team you're using to play based on the code you put in to where you left off. And the code, because Mike and I played this so fucking much we played this game so fucking much i had memorized the code for the world cup match and the code was 12806 and i'll like i don't remember my locker combination for most of my locks in high school or you know most phone numbers but for whatever reason that's a number that just stuck out in my head just because mike and i spent like hours playing that game that was a game where each team each world cup team had their each individual super kick if you hit a and b at the same time the character you're using would do like either a backflip or like a diving header and like the soccer ball if you timed it just right you'd hit the soccer ball and it would like explode into this fireball and shoot it into the net or it would make this crazy like synthesizer sound and do this massive arc and shoot at the net or like you would bounce zigzag while glowing and all this kind of shit every team had a unique kick and ours like we always use mexico because mexico had this like sickle kick it would like curve up towards the corner of the screen and automatically go in the net not all of the super kicks they were called would go in the net but mexico's always went in so mike and i always use mexico so that was the code that we remembered or sorry that i remembered after all these years like this is 25, 26, 27 years ago. And just for whatever reason, it's stuck in my head. So I like that my tattoos have history and they have story. So once again, I'd love to redo that episode. Um, the, uh, the episode with my business partner, the next one, Dom, uh, the horror movie episode was, was so great because to this day, like, I mean, none of that was bullshit. Like, I'm terrified of horror movies. Absolutely mortified. Like, I can't do them. Creature flicks, I can do, like, Jaws and Piranha and, and Blake Placid and Anaconda and Sharknado and all that kind of shit. That doesn't bother me. But when it's zombies or, like, witches, like, dead kids, skeletons, all that kind of shit, jump scares, I'm out. I don't take pleasure in being scared. I don't understand it. I really don't understand how people are entertained by that. Whereas Dom loves that shit. Like that's his jam. That's his peanut butter and fucking jam. All his tattoos are all like homages to horror movies and all that kind of shit. And it's just, I guess maybe just like some people just don't understand and refuse to watch rom-coms or sci-fi. Like I know some people that just don't like 
sci-fi or fantasy. Like they just can't wrap their heads around it. Maybe it's the same thing for horror. Maybe I just can't wrap my head around it. But it's always like I can't watch the fucking thing or I'll have nightmares for like two, three days. I remember years ago, I had had contacts for a few years at this point, And there was one night, my eyes were so bad, by the way. I was so blind. I was at, at my worst. I was like negative 7.25 and negative 7.75. Anyone out there who wears glasses, they will know what those numbers mean. Uh, but essentially anything past, you know, me holding my hand out in front of my face was completely blurry. Like if I plane crashed on a desert island, I didn't have glasses or contacts, I'd be dead from either starvation or I'd walk off a cliff. Like I would not last fucking long. That's how bad I needed glasses. But there was one night I saw a horror movie. I think it was... I uh, want to see the Blair Witch Project. It was the Blair Witch Project or around that time where I slept for three nights in a row with my contacts in just because if someone's going to drag me out of bed, I wanted to fucking see what it was and potentially be able to defend myself. So horror movies, fuck no. They fucking, fucking ruined me. Um, The weed one. That was... A really, 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 I'm just looking, sorry, I'm looking at my phone here. Apologies, guys. Uh, the weed one was great. Um, that was with Mike, Mike Mizerkovich. And uh, Mike's an actor and he's, if you ever get the joy and the absolute pleasure of meeting Michael, he's the definition of a fucking character. He is so unforgivingly himself. And that's, those are the kind of people that I really, really adore and that I really, really mesh with. Like, just like, the people that don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to be who I'm going to be. And if you don't like it, great. That's cool. But I'm not going to stop being me. And Mike was one of those guys. And I didn't realize that Mike was such a lightweight or a light lung, sorry, when it came to weed. And generally, like, I'm not a snob or anything, but I, I like good weed. Um, I don't need the world's greatest, but I like good weed. And the shit that we were smoking that day was very, a very, very strong indica. And I was super stoned. Mike was out to fucking lunch. And it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And just talking about, you know, how it's, it helps you be creative and, you know, the, the benefits, not just the medicinal benefits. We really didn't get into much of the medicinal benefits. And that's another episode that I'd love to have a professional next time. Or there is um, a chef, I believe his, his name is Pat Newton. Who, um, who cooks with cannabis and I will be having him on in the future as a guest host just because, you know, we all tried making brownies or we all made weed butter in our youth, but this motherfucker is making like absolute gourmet, you know, um, like five course, seven course dinners. Everything's infused and gorgeous and delicious. Like I would love to talk more about the aspect. I think what ended up happening with the weed I think episode is that Mike and I just got really stoned and just talked about how weed inspired us and how it helps us to and it helps us to be more creative and allows us to be ourselves like if I have a really big audition and I'm super nervous about it whether it's when I'm learning my lines or whether if it's you know an hour or so before I go into the fucking audition room I'll smoke a little bit just to calm my nerves and just put me to better headspace and Weed, I'm not going to keep talking about it because there's just so many positive things I can list about it. Just the effects of THC and CBD on the body. It was just a really, really good episode. It lost a lot of direction because we ended up getting so fucking stoned 
but it was such a fun episode. So I can't wait to explore more episodes with cannabis in the future. Um, now the the eighth episode. Um, I think that's the episode where I was really hungover, and it was not a it was not a good one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you around it. It was not a great one. It was almost going back to my first ones it was just really really angry didn't really have much direction i was not prepared for it i was not at a great headspace i'm pretty sure that was the episode i'll go back and and listen to it hold on let me see if i can pull it up real quick here things that don't come out of your fucking mouth oh yeah things that don't come out of your i sound terrible because i was fucking hung over um but i do stand by a lot of things that i said in that episode were essentially I really do think that people aren't like it's so it's just so backwards. You know, people are so afraid to offend and are so afraid of being offended. Yet they're willing to say whatever the fuck they want, even if they know it's going to be damaging from behind the safety of a keyboard and shit that you would never say to somebody's face. Because you know, if you were to say most of those things, you'd get smacked in the fucking mouth. And I'm just, I'm still like as angry and hungover as I was during that episode, I really stand by what I said in the sense that some people deserve to get smacked in the fucking mouth. That's all it is. It's just a lot of people talk a lot of shit. And then when shit goes south, they're so quick to pull out their phone and say, I'm being attacked or I'm being offended and all this shit. When it's just really, you were instigating it. And now when someone's like, well, I'm not going to stand for that. So let's fucking throw hands, which I'm not condoning, but I'm just saying that people are so, so spoiled and so privileged that they just hide behind their fucking keyboards and their cell phone videos. And I don't condone it. It was just such bullshit. There's just so many fucking cowards out there. Just be yourself, be unapologetically yourself, find your crew, find your people. You don't need to have a million friends. I've been saying this, for years have a few good ones have a few ride or dies you know the ones that'll stick around the long run um yeah that was not that was probably that's that was probably my worst episode that one like i really wish i mean i'm sure i will redo a variation or maybe one of one of the tangents i touched on in that episode um with a guest host but that was not that was that was just not a great take, guys. So if you listen to it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've listened to most of the episodes, you're going to be like, what the fuck was wrong with him? I was horribly hungover. Um, the Horrible Bosses one was Dom again, and that was my first repeat guest host. And it was, I really wanted to have him back for this particular topic just because he's had the same amount, if not more jobs than I've had. And I mean, we, even in, it was like 50 minutes, even in that time frame, we didn't touch on half our fucking jobs. Like we've done some fucked up things for work, legal work and illegal work. And we touched on a lot of things and a lot of weird shit that we did, but we really didn't get to explore a whole bunch of stuff. I really don't think that we got into the depth that I would have liked to. But nonetheless, it was great. I mean, and I mean, the whole thing about running the black the black market at Carlingwood Mall, like essentially, it's it's it was a real thing. Like it's you see it at like in a movie like Mall Rats or in a movie like Waiting, where the restaurant industry like it's so incestuous and there are cliques and you know 
certain people don't like other people and there's rumors throughout the mall and someone's sleeping with somebody and everything's all fucked up the politics it's it's really 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 wild and i mean in the bar industry you know i've had most of my fucked up jobs have been bar jobs and i can't wait to do an episode i like to do with a, a buddy of mine named dark um He'd be a great guy to do that episode with, but there's more content like that coming in terms of previous jobs because there's just so many things that we could discuss and there are so many stories I have. So that'll be a really, really, really fun one to talk about as uh, as the other seasons come out and I have more content and more guest hosts for you guys to enjoy. Now, the final episode, the last one that I did last week was with, um, with Danny Gutierrez and... I'll be the first person to admit that I really never truly bought into like, oh, like, you know, you got to be positive and all this kind of shit. I was, I was always very, a very, very pessimistic person growing up, dare I say negative. And up until recently, um, the last few years, I've really made an effort to try and be more positive and focus on the good things and that whole episode was just kind of this massive affirmation that when you do what you love and you focus on good things that good shit's gonna happen so that was just so much so much fun to do and Danny is a lovely spirit and I that's that's one of the episodes that I'm the most proud of because it really showed me come full circle and it's so different from the first episode so I really encourage you guys to to check that one out especially and I want to say thank you all so much for coming with me on this journey this whole first season. I've got so much stuff for you guys coming up in season two and in season three and beyond. So please stick around. Um, Dom and I are finishing up the website any fucking day. Thank you for your patience. Angry Goat uh, clothing line will be available soon. Thank you for checking out chewing the fat. I will see you guys again next week. Love you all. Most of you. Some of you.